Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petralis, and we are super excited for today's guest. I feel like I'm interviewing a celebrity. I've been following this kid for the last two years on Instagram. I've seen his followers grow, um, but his game, his basketball game is just out of this world. I mean, at the high school level, he's playing at all-star teams. He plays in all different leagues. I've even seen him play like pickup against like grown men and just be the best player out there. I mean, I, I, I'm sure guys are in like terrible shape, but you bring a young kid on there just hitting shots everywhere. And they're like, who is this kid? You know, um, but unbelievable, phenomenal basketball player, someone who I think you, if you don't know him today, you definitely will by the end of this podcast and someone to really keep an eye on in the future, as far as his career goes and where he plays basketball. Cause this won't be the last you'll hear his name for sure. So without further ado, uh, Kai Laquan and also known on Instagram, Kai prodigy. That's how I know him. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, buddy. I'm glad to be here. I'm happy. I'm ready to go. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm going to just kind of jump right into it. Like you, if people go on your Instagram and your social media, you are constantly posting reels. You're constantly posting clips. Just you playing hoop, training for hoop, walking around. You go Instagram live a lot. I mean, talk about just like your love for basketball because it seems like you just like live and sleep it and dream it and love it. And it's awesome to see on your social media page. You know, I... It is. It's really. It's really my life. You know, everything I everything I do revolves around basketball. Obviously, school and life comes into it, but you know, basketball is really everything. And you know, I feel like I can. It's like an outlet to life. I feel like, and I think social media has like given me an outlet even more to show what I can do and also connect with others. And you know, I do. I do different things on story and reels, like motivational things, and not only to motivate myself, but to motivate the like the other kids and other people watching me too. You know, because I know kids get inspired from that. And, you know, some people look up to me and that's great. And I love it. And I help that out. And I keep pushing every day because that motivates me to work harder, you know? Yeah. And I love it because I, I feel like I've even stolen a few things that you've posted. Like there was a Drake thing one time you posted that I loved. And I was like, I'm putting this on my story. And then there's like a few <laughs> yeah, Kobe yeah. Bryant things that you did too yeah. that I think were great. So do you have help with that? Or do you, is that you just solely running your social media page? So, so that is, that's really from me, you know, obviously my parents monitor it and stuff. Cause you know, that's, you know, parents, but exactly. I, that's mainly me. Yeah. 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 We do a great job, buddy. You really do. Um, thank you. Thank you. So obviously we're, we're talking basketball, but for our audience here, this he's a freshman, uh, freshman phenom, as I think I said in my description of him. He is, you know, from the film that I saw and the clips that I saw, like sometimes it's just like you're the best player on the court, even at a younger age or whatever. And obviously you go against 17, 18 year old kids that are a little bit more maybe muscular and built and so on to the game. Obviously, there's a lot to develop there. But talk about like, I mean, I follow you, I want to say like sixth or seventh grade. And I was like, man, when this kid goes to high school, it's interesting. Now you go to Milford. Is Milford like your local public high school or is that like a separate school that you chose to go to? Yeah, so Milford is my hometown. It's my public school. It's where I've always grown up. Uh, it's just, you know, I've known the coaches at Milford High for a while. So, you know, coming in there, it was like home. It was just like, you know, I was just I was just ready to go. You know, that's what we work for, right? Those moments to make the team or play varsity basketball, you know? So talk about trials then for you, because obviously you play hoop, you play around, you play year round, you're playing on all sorts of teams with great young talent. And then you get to the high school level. Did you feel like man, I could walk on and start here. Like, was that just a mentality and mindset or, um, you know, was it a bit of surprise that you were the guy right away? You know, it was like, once I got to tryouts, you know, all, the mentality is always, you know, you want to be the best player on the court always all the time. But, you know, walking on as a freshman, it's like, you have to, you have to prove something. 
you know, because you're a freshman and there's other guys that are seniors and juniors older than you that are like, who's this kid, you know? And walking on, it's like you have to prove yourself, you know, show that you can really play with everybody else. And just because you're the smallest player on the court doesn't mean you can't play with them, you know. And I've been playing with the kids on my varsity team last year since I've been, you know, fifth, fourth grade. They've all known me. The seniors know me. So walking on, it's like, you know, everyone that was on the team really respected me already, even though I had to develop the the trust and the respect, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now for you talk about that, because I've had a lot of young athletes on here, freshmen, sophomores that like immediately contribute to their program or at a young age or really contributed to their program. So you mentioned the mentality aspect of this. I mean, talk about it for you, because right, there are kids that, you know, the senior graduates and you're like, oh, I'm the next power forward up or I'm the next point guard up or, and then this young kid comes in. So talk about it. Cause even though your game speaks for itself, you're still the youngest kid in the locker room. You're still the youngest guy in the totem pole as far as seniors and respect go. So how do you kind of balance being able to be a varsity contributor and maybe, you know, taking minutes away from somebody else, but also understanding where you are in the pecking order as far as like seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. Right. So something I really pride on is like confidence in yourself. So I feel that if you have confidence in, in yourself, I feel like that you can go through anything and go by anyone, even if they are better than you, you know, if you have confidence in yourself, you can still hang with them. So, you know, walking in as a freshman, like every day, I would just have the confidence in myself to play with them, even though they're older than me and bigger and, you know, a lot of things, but being a freshman, it's like, you know, it's, it's something, you know, it's hard. It's not easy because you're playing other guys, but you know, once you get in there and you get loose and, you know, I feel like you have to have confidence in yourself. And once you do that, you know, you can really do anything. Were you like the big man on campus? Like as soon as basketball, like, cause didn't your first game, your first game, didn't you drop like, and I could be making this up, but you drop like 17, we'll call it maybe. So the first game we played Conval, I had uh, 20 points 20 in points. the first game, 20 okay. points in the first game. Yep. Yep. Was that kind of your like coming out party a little bit? Like people like this kid's for real. So, yeah. So I feel like, like, honestly, I feel like once I got on the varsity team right away, it was like, whoa, like, like, you know, I feel like Milford hasn't really seen a freshman play basketball like, like this at least. And, you know, once I got there, it was kind of like a culture shock for everyone. You know, you have this freshman showing everyone, you know, like what to do and being a leader and talking to each other. And it's like, this kid fits right in. So once we got to, you know, that first game, um, it was like, you know, I just felt at home because it was like, you know, I know what I can do. I believe in my work. So that's just how I felt. Now, when you take a look at like your season, right, obviously you had a, a year under your belt. What would you say was the biggest wake up call for you playing again with 17, 18 year old kids at the varsity level? Like what was a part of your game that you're maybe looking at in the off season a little bit now? that you may say, oh, I need to develop a little bit more for next season? Of course. Um, I would probably say mostly defense. You know, being the smallest guy out there, it's like you kind of have to be scrappy with everyone. And, you know, that's like the thing I'm working on the most right now. And if you're, you know, you're small and scrappy, I'm usually smaller than all the kids usually. So being the toughest one out there and having the most hard, I feel like would, you know, probably be the most I'd work on, like staying in front of a guy or, you know, being a little, you know, get a little more muscle, you know, got a little more weight, you know, so. What's the best part of your game? My best, my shooting, for sure. My shooting. I mean, I would yeah. say that just from watching your clips, I mean, it seems you're kind of like a lights out shooter. 
And even I found this clip of you. We talked a little bit about it off here, but I just want to read this. So this, maybe you can set it up better for me. You play for the Team Spartans National. Can maybe talk about what that is a little bit before I read this? So that's an AAU team that I used to play for. And, you know, I love the coaches, love the program. They helped me out tremendously, you know, um, Coach Allen, Coach Joe, everyone from the Spartans family. It was great. I mean, that's like a huge experience for me. They helped me out a bunch. And, you know, going to all those tournaments with them, it really showed me like how what I can really do. They really helped me out. Yeah, I mean, it says here, and I'll read the description. It says, Laquan is a crafty and skilled guard who provided steady score and contributions throughout session one. He possesses a polished handle and a top-tier changes of pace that allow him to get to his spots to score. He was able to finish around the rim, pull up in the mid-range area, or convert on shots from the three-point range. Laquan will be a player to keep an eye on over the course of this year's circuit. Um I mean, what makes like what do you when I read that, like what goes through your mind? I mean, when you hear that is basketball experts or coaches or people who watch your game and they've kind of honed in and said, This is what we think of him. You know, that's like, you know, it's like getting write-ups and you know, listening to people talk about how you play is like it's kind of like a recap. Like you're seeing like, okay, like this is what I do good. And it's like sometimes I don't do this, and you know, you go through it. And once you hear that, it's like, wow, I do really good at this. You know, what's the next thing I can work on and how can I get better at doing those things that they write up on, you know? Yeah. What, um, I mean, you play a lot of hoop and you obviously have developed your game a ton. What are you doing now? Basketball high school season's over. So what does that off season now look like for you? I'm guessing it's more basketball and training, but specifically, is there something that you're doing right now? So specifically right now, you know, we're getting on the gym, working on getting bigger, re- getting ready for next season varsity. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing AAU basketball right now. I'm playing with Run the City. Okay. So it's just another AAU basketball team. Um, coach Tony Gallo, he played overseas. He's a great guy, great coach. I love the, love the program, love the team. So, you know, that's what I'm doing right now, just trying to get ready for next varsity season. So playing AAU with these guys is really helping me get better. Now, I want to ask you about, like, your pops a little bit, right? Because I noticed, like, in your Instagram, one really cool thing that I'm like, I want to ask this kid when I eventually have him on here is you meet a lot of famous people. I mean, I've seen pictures with you, like Roy Williams, for example, right? Like, and I'm like, I mean, you met, uh, I think, Logan Paul. Like, you, like, how are you in these positions to meet these people? Or, like, I mean, what's your your dad do? I'm just, like, really curious. So, my dad, my dad used to own a business. He used to own a memorabilia business. Okay. So we used to go get autographs and, you know, meet these people. And, you know, we obviously still kind of, you know, look for guys. And, you know, now I'm now I have this social media platform to, you know, find these people. And, you know, meeting Logan Paul, you know, different guys, it's like it's a big thing. You know, you show them like who you are and it's like you meet these guys that are bigger than you. And it's like, whoa, like this is real. Like, you know what I mean? Like meeting Logan Paul is crazy or meeting anyone. Yeah. I mean, it was I think it's something that's real cool. And, you know, it kind of gives you a little bit of clout, too, as far as like, who's this kid beating? Like, you know, what they think of you. Who is the coolest person you've met that you just kind of have a great memory of? Um. That's a tough one. I would I would say recently, I would say Logan Paul. But I would also say I was younger. When I was younger, I met Rihanna. And oh, she wow. was probably the coolest person. I was probably like five or six. And I have pictures and videos. I don't know if it's still on the internet, but I actually kissed Rihanna on the cheek when I was like six. Have you ever washed your lips since or no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know, dude. I, it might still be on there. 
Yeah. What um so that's where your dad did memorabilia, so then he would in in effect be able to like connect and meet with all these people. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And then he stopped and that's when I started basketball and at the age of like ten, we started nine, maybe, yeah. Have any of them, just out of curiosity, have any of them like obviously followed you on social media or follow you at all, have messaged you since or you haven't kept in touch with or so, um, you know, just one off the top of my head, uh, the starting center for the Boston Celtics, Robert Williams. Yep. So I don't know if he starts, but anyway, he's on the Celtics. He, yeah. um, so that's my guy. I, I met him and he followed me back on Instagram. We talk a little bit and, you know, he's just one off the top of my head that I think of, but you know, he's a great guy. You know, I see him on, on TV and it's like, wow, this guy, like I really, I talked to this guy. Yeah, it's unreal, man. I mean, that's and I've noticed your followers have just gone way up too. Uh, and and again, that's a huge credit to you. That's why I was asking who runs your social media because I remember at one point following and you had a decent amount of followers, but you're like well over 10k now, um, which is like I'm jealous, like I'm trying to get there. Um, but it, you do a great job, I have to say, like the videos that you post and how smart you do it. I mean, Obviously, you've grown on Instagram. What's your formula? Like, what is it that you find important to show off about yourself or what you've done or who you've met? I mean, do you kind of just wing it or do you have like a plan before you start posting stuff? Um, I feel like so like back to like the followers, like the networking, you know, we so I play on many different like courts, different areas, different, you know, we travel all around the world to play basketball. So, you know, different parks, right? park venice beach all these different places and meeting these different people and you know we play pickup games and at the end of the game it's like who's this freshman or who's this kid and you have you, you get 15 people right there follow you and that's just the networking and that's just like you know meeting people obviously but um i mean Do you yeah, have man, your own swag that you wear like that like wherever you go do you like show off your swag or merchandise or things like that or is that just yes original? So, no, I did. So I did. So I have hoodies. I have shirts. The shirts are a little small. I haven't done shirts in a while. Yeah. We uh we were thinking of doing like quotes. Me and my dad were thinking about quotes and like different motivational things for people to, you know, motivate themselves on shirts where they can walk around and different things or, you know, even the Kai Prodigy, if you want a hoodie, you know, and walking around with this, it's like you show who you are. Like, you know, you have to have the, you have to have the guts to really walk on to Venice beach with, you know, 30 year old men. Right. And it's like, who's this kid that has his name on the shirt. And it's like, you know, you have to show them who you are. Now, what is like for you? And, and maybe it's different depending on where you're playing or what you're doing, but like, what's your pregame like ritual? Like what kind of music you listening to? Like how long, how early are you getting there before a game? Like, do you kind of have like a routine that you typically go through? Um, so I, so for varsity basketball, I would get there probably an hour before the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, JV would be playing before. So we couldn't get there too early because of, they wouldn't let us in obviously. So I'd get there an hour before I'd watch like five minutes of the JV game. And then I'd go in the locker room. I was always the first one in the locker room. Um, so what I would do is I would put my jersey on, put my AirPods on. I would listen to either rap or, you know, sometimes I listen to slow music. And slow music, I feel like, it puts you in a mood. It puts you in a calm mood because some people get stressed out before games. Yeah. You know, I don't get stressed, but, you know, you think about it. It goes through your head. So I feel like calming music or rap or, you know, anything. But I would put on my jersey and then I would I would go foam roll and stretch. Uh, I'd go stretch with the um, athletic trainer. 
and then um i'd go back in the locker room and then we had this little mini gym and i'd grab a ball and i'd do some ball handling getting ready for the game and then you know i i like spend the last two or three minutes of the jv game waiting to run out i usually spend that just kind of sitting down just listening to music just sit you know calm yourself you know like get back into your mode of confidence and stuff. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Cause I, I coach high school football for a long time. And specifically I work with a lot of defensive backs and, you know, there was so many like pregame things we did in the cafeteria before a game of backpedaling or long lunges back or hip turning quick little things like that, just to kind of, you know, not just warm them up, but just get them ready for the motion of the game and the different positions that they'll be turning or turning their bodies and right. things like that. So I always find that stuff interesting because, you know, some kids, no, there was no music. Some kids, I mean, I, I was podcast a few weeks back. Like, you know, when I coached like between 2009 and like 2015 as an assistant, as a coordinator, I felt like Drake just like dropped a banger like every fall. Right. So mm-hmm. no matter what, like Drake was always bumping in the locker room. And then you start a lot of Drake, yourself, you know, yeah, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know, and I've become right, a huge right, Drake right. fan just because I've heard it so much in the locker room. I could probably sing the majority of the songs. And, um, you know, and I, and I always find that fascinating about how kids mentally prepare themselves uh, before a big game or before just any type of game. So it's, it's cool to kind of hear that um, in different types of genres of music. I mean, music is so fascinating and and so many people listen to different types of music and even on this podcast when i make rails just like you do i think you make you put on great music and i think music's so important to keep people on your story a little bit longer or to keep them on your reel a little bit longer uh just because they're not only enjoying what they're seeing but they're singing a song that's catchy and they can kind of bounce to a little bit so um, i always find that real interesting but Let's just, I, I want to just kind of jump back into your high school playing career a little bit. Um, I found this cool little newspaper article and I find two cool things fascinating about this. One, you guys upset at Pelham High School, which I'm not sure how real, I don't know, they must be real good if they're, you know, considering an upset. Um, but you scored a game high, not just like a team high, a game high 27 points. But for me, what did it was in overtime, you went four for four at the free throw line. As a freshman, I mean, you're a stone cold killer, dude. I mean, to go and do that in overtime in a big spot against a good team as a young freshman, was it there or was it your spot? It was in Pelham. Okay. So on top of yeah. it, you're enemy, enemy territory, dude. Like you are in yeah, enemy yeah. territory. And I'm sure yeah. people were waving, going crazy and yelling and you switch for an overtime. I mean, talk about that. I mean, maybe that's just every day to you, but as a coach or a spectator reading that, I'm like, holy moly, this kid is like something. Right. And, you know, in overtime is where you have to, like, you know, really lock in and, you know, get into the line. It's like so at the end of training, I shoot 10 free throws in a row. So I have to make 10 free throws in a row before you can leave the gym. So shooting, you know, two free throws at a time, obviously you take two and then you take another two. It's like, you know, you have to lock in and it's like you kind of got to shut everyone out, you know, shut the coat. You get you and the basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what's unbelievable is that, like, you know, again, I have a football to compare to, but that would be like an overtime making, like, some real big throws or converting some big third downs when you need to. Like, to hit yeah. free throws in a line, I mean, you watch the Celtics in the Sixers the other day. I mean, guys miss free throws all the time. Sometimes big free throws that later on in the game, you look at the score and be like, man, if they hit this free throw that last time with the line is a two-possession game as opposed to a one-possession game. So to do that as a young freshman in enemy territory on top of it, uh, how good is Pelham? I mean, they set it upset in the paper. Are they real good? They they were pretty good. They were missing a kid, I think. I think. But yeah. 
um they were pretty good you know the crowd was into it it was loud it was very it was something for sure you know locking in was difficult but you know we we managed to get it out what game in the season was that that was like early on middle ends i want to say in like the middle because we had a stretch where we played like the bottom teams of the you know of our and then we played like the top teams so once we like we started with pelham and then we moved down to like the top teams i remember pelham was the first our first challenge so how did you feel after that game just out of curiosity I mean, it's game high 27 points you iced in in overtime to hit the free throws when you needed to um now was that was that by design like they just had to follow you because of possession and time or do you think it was done because you were a freshman a little bit and they thought maybe it'd freeze? I mean, talk about, or did you just get fouled going to the hole, you know, going to the hoop? Um, I think one was I did go to the hoop and I got fouled. And then the other one, I was bringing up the ball and they had to thought there was like maybe yeah. 15 seconds left or something. So that's big. That's yeah. big. I mean, yeah. you got to hit those. You got to hit those a five point game. You know, if you don't hit those, that's, I'm guessing. Right. Five point game. game. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah. it's a one possession game. If you miss any of those or miss a couple. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's cool, man. That's, I mean, that's something you should be really proud of. Maybe you don't see it yet. Cause you work so hard in the gym and you, you live and breathe basketball, but as a coach or someone like when you see a stone cold killer out there, man, like playing hoop, it's fun to watch. We've covered a lot of hoop games and um, yeah, I've seen a few kids that are like that, but not like you, you're different for sure. Um, so so you talked about like your workout regimen. This is something that I've seen on Instagram as well. Like you go IG live sometimes in gyms and all hours. I mean, sometimes late at night, Friday night, Saturday night, like when your friends are probably hanging out, playing video games, walking the street, whatever, you know, you're in the right. gym, you're grinding, you're playing against grown men at times too. Talk about your basketball workouts. Like what did you kind of grow up doing? Because that scouting report talked about your handle, your shooting, um, your ability to change direction. That just does, that's not natural, right? So what do you do that you work on your game and the type of workouts you put yourself through? So when I first started playing basketball, the first thing I ever did, I was at the Milford High School basketball court outside and I was probably nine, maybe turning 10. And I remember just shooting, just shoot, just shoot. That's all I wanted to do at the age of 10, you know, because at the age of 10, it's like, you know, the ball handling is not great. You know, it's like, it's not really too much. So it's like, if you have a shot, you can shoot over someone. So I feel like I established my shot. And once I got that, I kind of evolved my game around everything. I worked on my ball handling. You know, I realized I was going to be small. So, you know, being a point guard, obviously you need the ball handling and Obviously, you're small, too. So, again, you got to work on your finishing. But you don't want to always get to the hole because, there's, you know, there's six, five guys down there. So you want to work on your floater and different things. And as that comes, it works on the physicality and, you know, different things in your mentality, too. Yeah, and I think that's so important because, like, I've seen you in the gym, like, gym just, like, doing a lot of dribbling stuff. You mentioned the 10 free throws in a row before you leave. Um, I'm guessing it's your dad that works out with you a lot. I see someone who's always kind of throwing you the ball and you're shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. Um, when did you learn how to, are you a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. So how, how much did you work on dribble and lefty? Like when you were young, like all the time when I was, so when I was 10, I probably like every day, every day was left hand. I would do probably more left hand than right hand because obviously I'm a righty. And the right's a little stronger than the left, but, you know, working on both hands is, you know, important, but my left hand was definitely, you know, something needed that needed work. 
Yeah, it's so interesting because I had a, a guest on here a while back, probably dating back like a year, a year and a half. Her name was Kristen McDonald. She's like, I think the winningest girls basketball coach in the state of Massachusetts. But what was interesting was she took a boys position, Norwood High School, and she took over a team that I think it was like a seven win team the first year. The next year she had them at like 12 or 13 wins. And then I had covered a game, a state semifinal game that they were playing Burlington, who I was covering. And they made it to the finals. They ended up losing the Malden Catholic, who was just like loaded and killed everybody they played. Um, but what I asked her, I said, what would be your advice to like parents who want to get their kids into the game of basketball? And she's like, teach them how to dribble lefty. She's like, teach them how to dribble lefty, like at the earliest you possibly can. Um, do you find yourself that you, your ball handling skills can sometimes just be superior to people's because you are able to dribble equally lefty than you are righty? Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like dribbling is a big part of the game. And if you can handle the ball, you can drive by someone or, you know, go to work on somebody. And I feel like ball handling is like, it's, it's like, it's probably the most important thing. And like, if you, if you don't have ball handling, you definitely need to work on it. And that's like something to attack. You know, if, if you really need it, you, you need it, you're a guard or even when you're a big, you know, sometimes you need it depending on your role. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we we talked about you being a big hooper and you live and breathe it. Who are you outside of hoop a little bit? Like, what are some interests that you have? Uh, maybe subjects in school, things that interest you there. Do you belong to like extracurricular clubs or anything like that? I mean, just who are you? Who you are as a person? Because obviously, you're an extremely good basketball player. You're a humble kid. You work hard. So that stuff translates into real life too. So, what are some interests that you have? Um, interests I have. I mean, I. I play video games a little bit on the PS5 and the what do you Xbox. Play? What do you play? What's your game? I play 2K. Okay. I play a little. I little little bit of Fortnite, a little bit okay. of GTA, a little bit of you know Call of Grand Duty. Grand Theft everything. Auto, man. I haven't played that game in forever, dude. I used to play that game for hours, like upon hours. Yeah, dude. Just, yeah, dude. just doing the re- most ridiculous things on there that like don't even have to do with the mission. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of homework. That's yeah. pretty, you know, pretty much what I do. I like playing with my little sister sometimes. She's always at the gym watching. So seeing her at the gym, sacrificing her time, you know, at the age of eight or nine, she's like, she's like, I don't want to be here no more. I'm here for six hours. I'm done. I want to go home. Yeah. So it's like seeing that, you know, I, I got to contribute to her too. That's great. And you mentioned that obviously a lot of time and we talked off air a little bit. I mean, you're a freshman who's playing varsity basketball in school. I'm sure all your buddies are like, that's our boy. That's our boy. Yeah. Right. But for you, I mean, talk about that because that must be a responsibility in itself to obviously when you're with your friends and, you know, they look at you as this kind of like, I don't want to say God, I'm not trying to blow your head up, but like as a freshman, right. like I've had plenty of freshmen on here that contribute. Like one of our beyond the all-stars started in three sports as a freshman last year, football, basketball, baseball, and played wide receiver, played, um, you know, power forward and played shortstop. So it's like, he's a real good athlete too. Yeah. yeah. Kid. So for you, I mean, talk about handling that because like your buddies must look at you as the man. And obviously you have to like temper that because you know, it's what you've been doing your whole life. I've been training for these moments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like everyone in the town of Milford sees me as just another kid, and that's because I've been there my whole life. And, you know, it's not it's not like they need to see me as, you know, like you said, a god or something. But, yeah. um, you know, it's like, I mean, one, one bet, my best friend, he plays basketball too, obviously. And, you know, I think that, that my relationship with him is so close and tight that, 
you know, when we do go to the gym together, we work out almost every day together or every other day or depending on what his schedule is or mine. You know, we always want to push each other. And him seeing what I do pushes him. And me seeing what he does, you know, pushes me too. So that bond between us is like, you know, something that will never be broken because we're always working harder than each other. Yeah. And I, I love that because someone once told me, and I forget who said this to me, but I've said this to people since, because at the time I was like probably a younger kid. I'm like, okay, whatever. But then when I heard it and, and I thought about it and I lived it and see it. And I, I mean, I just turned 40. I know I look like I'm 25, but no, I'm just kidding. But like, no, you do, you do for <laughs> real. I'll, I'll take that. I mean, I got some whites coming in here, but clean shaved. I definitely, it I, looks I good. It looks yeah, good. I appreciate yeah, the yeah. love there. Um, but like what someone said to me is once you can tell who a person is by the, the three, their three best friends are the people, three people that they surround themselves with the most. So to hear that you say they have a buddy who's like equally pushing you who has the drive that you have. I mean, that's who you want to surround yourself with at the end of the day. Right. Like it's nice to have friends and it's nice to have people that you laugh with and play video games with and talk with, but you always want people in your life that are going to be there for you. that are going to push you and sometimes push you in a way that is not like pleasant either. Like they're going to disagree right. with you. They're going to be tough on you. They're going to argue with you, but like, that's the people you want in your life to kind of keep you balanced and humble. So it's cool that you have buddies like that, especially a best friend that live and breathes and dies it too, you know, and right, uh, right. So you guys get each other's grind and hustle. So that's real cool. Of course. Of course. Now for you, what, what's like bigger aspirations for you? Obviously you're a freshman, you're young. We're, we're thinking a few years down the road here, but like, what is, I mean, is the NBA obviously an ultimate goal for any kid, but like, what is your goal? Like, what is your goal for the next couple of years as you're getting closer to that college process of basketball? Um, You know, obviously the ultimate goal is the NBA, but I feel like right now the ultimate goal is to work towards college. And then, you know, a goal is to make it to prep school because right now I'm in a public school and you don't get seen as much in, in public school. But once you make it to prep, it's like a whole new world. So trying to work for that and get ready for that whenever that does come, you know, even if it's not tomorrow, you know, make sure you're ready and mentally prepared. But, um, you know, having goals is a big thing and probably making it to college is the biggest one. That's awesome. Is your like an ideal school that as a kid you grew up and you're like, oh, I'd love to play college basketball here? I mean, I I really can't say. I love, you know, obviously the top schools like Duke and Kentucky and, right, right. you know, right. But I mean, you know, once it comes down to it, it's kind of just like whatever happens, you know, like let it ride. And are you cool with like traveling? Like if you moved halfway across the country to do it, you're, you're good with that? Or you think you want to try to be more local or you just don't even know? <laughs> I mean, right now it's like, it's kind of just whatever happens, you know, like yeah. if it, if it does come to that, then it comes to that. So I, I love your message today. And I asked this question to not every athlete I have on here, but I definitely want to ask this to you because I'd be really curious for the listeners to hear this. You've worked really hard your entire life to get to the moment of playing high school basketball. You had a great opening season for you as a freshman. You obviously mentioned that you're in the weight room, you're working out, you're getting your game better, uh, maybe even a little stronger physically going into the next season. You're playing a ton of AAU. What is your advice to young athletes out there that are in that hustle that you're in right now? Because I hear a lot of kids say, oh, I grind, I work hard, I this, I that. But I watch your social media page and you're, you're literally doing it, right? Like I've coached kids who say it, but I don't see them do it. I see you doing it. So what would be your advice to young athletes out there that want to contribute at a young age, a freshman, sophomore in high school and make that contribution to the varsity level? Um, You know, I, if 
like you said, if, if I was to talk to someone younger than me, I would probably say, find your why. And people, people ask me, what does that mean? It's like, why do you wake up every day? Why do you decide to go to work? Why do you decide to go to school? Why do you, why do you decide to do this or that? And, you know, deciding to play basketball and work my butt off to do this, to do that, you know, that's finding my why. My why is because, you know, I see my mom go to work every day and my goal is to, you know, help her not work, you know, or, or I see my dad drive us around to basketball and school and everywhere. And it's like, I need multiple cars or this or that or that, you know what I mean? It's like, I want a better life and I'm working towards that. It's unreal. For my family and my friends, you know? Yeah. I mean, specifically your family, you know, it's, you mentioned your dad driving you around. I mean, I think of the days of playing hockey at 6am and these rinks and it's freezing and it's cold and it's a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And now as an adult, like I picture being my dad and I'm just like, (laughs) imagine having to wake up and like, get your kid ready and get them in the car make sure they have everything and they eat. And like, that's a lot. So I, I, it's, it's nice to hear you say that because for your parents, that isn't easy. Like, Young kids sometimes don't get that or understand that, but your parents are obviously sacrificing on top of working hard for you to play on these teams that probably cost money and new shoes and everything else. Yeah, yeah, you're constantly yeah. growing in the game of basketball. So it's not like you can wear the same shoes every yeah. single year. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, and they aren't cheap either. So it, it's right. cool to, to cool to hear you, um, you know, really say that to young athletes out there. Do you, yeah, have a, yeah. do you have like a favorite subject in school or a favorite teacher that you have, have had in school? Like I'm a fifth grade teacher. Like I'm a fifth grade teacher on top of doing all this. So I always love asking this question because to me, I've coached so many of my athletes. I mean, I've taught so many of my athletes that I've coached. Um, yeah. And I see them as 10 year olds. And then I see them as 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. And I talk to them. Some people I, I joke, I'm like, I talk to them a lot differently in some aspects, but then in some aspects, how I talk to a 10 year old, how I talk to a 17 year old, you'd be shocked how similar I kind of have to explain things to them. So for you, I mean, talk about that. I mean, back when I was younger, uh, you know, when you're young, you don't take school as seriously when you're in elementary school, obviously right. it's more fun and it's like, you're learning. Yeah. Um, in elementary school, I had this third grade teacher. Her name was Mrs. Seralt. And I just remember her every day making sure I was doing work and making sure, you know, like I was really like focused. And now that I'm older, I see teachers Um, this year, uh, freshman year, ninth grade, my math teacher from last semester, her name was Mrs. LaBeouf. She, she was kind of like my third grade teacher. She would help me out with different things, knowing that I'm on the varsity team starting point guard. And it's like, you know, I got to make sure this kid really knows what he's doing in, in school to make sure he plays on the court because school is obviously first and basketball comes second or whatever you do. But, you know, just the teachers that push and make sure you know what you're doing and like comprehend different things is really what makes me see like the things in teachers. What I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how are your grades in school? A's and B's right All now. Right, so you have real good grades. Right, right, right. See, and that's such a like sometimes kids don't realize that, that like – there are kids who maybe not in the area that you go against, but when college coaches are recruiting or even prep schools are recruiting, they have kids with similar talent and similar athleticism and can bring the same to the table. And, you know, sometimes they're looking in the classroom and not just to see if they're, they're pulling these unbelievable grades, but to see if they put the effort into other aspects of their life outside of just the game itself. So to hear that you're doing well in school, that goes a huge way because that even ups your, that even ups you as a recruit because you're like, all right, this kid's also going to contribute to the school community and be a good part, uh, a good role model or representative for our school or 
whatever that's at the high school level or prep level, or even the college level. So um, that's, that's great. Yeah. Man. I'm glad to hear that you do really well in school. That's super important. Yeah. What's yeah. um what's the summer looking like for you? Because obviously I feel like that's when AAU basketball is almost at its like prime is like the summer. I mean, it's going on year round, but it's like at its prime in the summer because most high school season, no one's playing, everyone's out of school. So what do you kind of have lined up this summer as far as hoop goes for you? So this summer, um, I'm going to start in June with the varsity basketball team playing summer league. And then um, depending on what AAU looks like, you know, probably play a little AAU, travel a little bit. And um, in August, I'm going to Hawaii for a little bit. I saw and, that. What um, was that on your story? Like a tournament or something like that? So that's like the kind of the plan. It's kind of like a, it's like a showcase, I would say, for uh, for Hawaii different kids that want to come out and, you know, either play with Kai Prodigy or just to play with kids, you know, and to see the others around and play with each other. It's kind of, that's kind of my goal to show everyone what everyone else can do. And it's not just like them, you know what I mean? That's really cool. So you'd fly out to Hawaii, play in like a showcase and that's amazing, man. Good for you. That, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like Thank in you. a course of a week in the summer, right? How much, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's every day, but I guess I'm asking this more of like, how many games are you playing in a week? In a week for like pickup or just whether it's, whether it's organized or pickup. Just uh, um, you know, would say almost every day maybe some days you take a day like a day off and you don't really play games you more work on your game but i feel like playing games is like it's it's big too because it shows you what you need to work on yeah and if you don't play a lot of games it's like you're working for you don't know what you're working for if you don't you know what i mean yeah yeah i see in the background there you have a lot of soccer stuff i was going to ask you what is your big sport outside of basketball so i used to play soccer and baseball Okay. And then I stopped and fully focused on basketball when I realized I could really be something. And when, what was that point? When did you realize, man, I'm kind of superior basketball, maybe comparably to baseball and soccer? I would say I was maybe 11. And I my last soccer game in my little town, Milford, uh, in like the little league we have, my last soccer game, I had – five goals and we lost by one goal and i was like i was so upset you know obviously losing the championship and it's like whoa like you know that's a championship game and you just scored five goals and lost by one i think the score was like five to six or something and it was crazy yeah that's I, mean, awesome. I just remember it and, and for you like that, that must be cool because obviously it means you're a good athlete. It doesn't mean you're just a good basketball player, but you just maybe realized that the focal point for you was definitely to play a little bit more hoop or to just kind of focus on that. Um, who's your favorite hoop player all time? I mean, I'm Jordan, Kobe, maybe I'll tie those guys. Let's uh, let me rephrase that. Who's your favorite hoop player in the NBA right now? Right now. I love Trey young. Okay. Point and then guards. probably second Stephen Curry. Okay. Shooting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's your strength. Shooting, dribbling, right? So those guys come to mind. I mean, Trey Young could hit three pointers from half court. And, and right. I here. take I take a lot of out of I take a lot out of those guys too. Yeah. Do you yeah. I when you shoot, are you like eight feet behind the line sometimes knocking down threes? Sometimes at least. 
Six, now, seven, the coaches eight, go crazy about that. Like, what's a coach say to you if you do that a lot? Like, I've always been curious about that. If you're someone who launches three, four, five feet behind the three-point line, and let's say you do it a couple times in the game, you're just throwing up bricks. Does a coach lay into you for that? Um, Probably, yeah. If, you, if yeah. you're missing the, the first three or four shots of the game and they're like, out, out, you know, it's like – you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta really lock in and maybe get a layup or a mid range or something, or maybe he takes you yeah. out of the game. I always find that so interesting because I've seen a couple high school basketball games that kids are launching like D threes, and I'm like, and sometimes I see a coach not react, and sometimes, like you said, I see a coach just immediately point to the bench and like someone's coming in to sub, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I've always kind of. Because to me, that would be like a quarterback, like rolling out of the pocket and like throwing across field off their back foot like a dangerous high, you know, low percentage throw. Like I right. feel like three point is good. I mean, but there's some guys like the guys you mentioned that can knock those down a lot more than they miss. So it's interesting. Um, right. Dude, this has been great. Like in, in all seriousness, I mean this, like send us clips, send us stuff. Like we'd love to show you off. We have beyond all stars starting in, you know, we had this entire sports season as we're wrapping up here, our spring season's almost done. And we got some summer you know, training camp stuff, football stuff that we're going to be doing weight room stuff, things like that. But anytime you want to, you know, share anything with us, please do. Because I think what you're doing in high school basketball, I mean, I know it's, that's more New Hampshire, but you know, I want to show it off here too, because I think that you, I've covered a lot of basketball. I've seen some good basketball plays. I haven't seen you live, but what I've seen of you, you're only a freshman. You're only going to keep getting bigger. You're only going to keep getting taller. Your game's only going to keep getting better and you work at it. So I would be honored if you were one of our beyond the all-stars and we can talk about that most certainly off the year and what that is and how fun it is. Um, but I honestly, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. I think you are a real good talent and I can't kind of wait to watch you kind of grow as a basketball player and see in a few years, what, what starts happening with you a little bit. Yeah, man. Thank you. I would, I would love to be back on or anything or, or just yeah. around. Yeah. I mean that like, seriously, we'll talk off air a little bit with that, but um, you know, I think, I think you're doing great. Just continue the road that you're down, keep your grades up, keep being humble um, and keep working. Just keep working. Like this podcast, we put out a reel today and I got, maybe last night and we got so many text messages and it was just like Brandon Marshall used to play wide receiver for the beers and the jets. And it was just about keep going, keep going, keep going. And that stuff is on your page a lot. And I see a lot of cool stuff that you post like that. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. You are on the right path as a coach and as someone who's been watching you. You seem to be doing it all right. Uh, stay humble and, and keep grinding, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you. It was an honor to be on here. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. So uh, from Beyond Podcast, I'm your host, Anthony Petralis. Kai Prodigy, guys. Check him out on Instagram. Kai Prodigy. I promise you won't be disappointed with the stuff that you watch that he's put out. He's got his own swag. I'm jealous and uh, I love it. So uh, we're going to send you some stuff soon. Yeah, we'll do a swag exchange. I, I was going to say that I got some hats, I got shirts, so we'll definitely do a little swag exchange as well. So, uh, you know, I'm your host, Anthony Patrols, guys. Till next time.